Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining Formal Equation and thank you for coming to this podcast. I hope that you have visited my website, changingali.com. That is changingali.com. And also, I have another website called dismantlecapitalismglobally.com. That is dismantlecapitalismglobally.com. Thank you for coming on. I hope that you have listened in to my previous uh, segments here on Anchor by Spotify and continuing to be one of my audience members. Uh, it's been a long ride. I started this podcast last year, 2021, and I continue to you know, uh, create different pieces about my journey from Christianity and uh, what I've learned in terms of the hard evidence about Christianity and just comparing and contrasting what I was doing uh, when I was a Christian compared to what I'm doing now. Uh, totally different uh, mindset, totally different uh, way of looking at life, not feeling that I am confined to religion and religious uh, dogmas and expectations, but rather I'm focusing on living my life and uh, my relationship with God gets stronger. I don't feel as though God is the uh, you know mean tyrant that is featured in the Bible and is in part of different storylines and is being considered or uh, being marketed as though God the father, the creator is, you know, a a harsh, very mean-spirited, almost violent God. Um, So it's a different way of looking at life. It's a different way of looking at God. Uh, Removing God from so many of the storylines in the Bible, which are putting God as a very uh, hormonal God, a God that doesn't uh, want any kind of, um, uh, you know, mistakes that if we make mistakes that we're automatically punished and very uh, punished in a very harsh way. Uh, that's, that's religion. Religion instills that fear in us. It makes us feel as though uh, we are not to make any kind of uh, errors because we will be punished. Uh you know, as a former Christian, I can say that I am living a life of dualism where I am looking at the, I experience the good days, I experience the bad days, and I try to gain meaning from what those days mean. I try to leave the good days and the bad days with a sense of purpose and just understanding uh, myself and my environment better. Completely different uh from when I was in Christianity, when, you know, I saw my bad days as some kind of karma <laughs> that was coming into my life and all that. It's, 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 it's a better feeling to be away from Christianity. I'll say that. It's sad for me to say it, but it is a reality. And so many people that I communicate with who also left the religion say that. They say that they're a better person. They understand life better. And I, I mean, why not? Why would you not want to be part of that understanding of wanting to view God uh, through different lens versus viewing God as a God that just sends diseases onto the world and God, I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, it's a different life. And I thank God for that. Uh, I did not become an atheist after living Christianity. I had to, uh, I had to think about things. I had to think about 
how the creation of life came to be. And I had to put that on a source, uh, God, God being that source, a creator, a force put this universe and the earth and the waters and the land and human beings and animals together. It had to be because all of those uh, uh, necessities have a purpose. They are interconnected. And we, we know that as an, in, an intel, intelligent force being able to put that together. Like the universe could not have put itself together and then put earth together and then create animals and human beings. It, it did not happen that way. But anyway, I'll stick to, uh, to, my, to my belief in God. And uh, of course, I, I accept other, other ways of uh, looking at the creation of life. Uh, but I, I have learned the different cultures and how they they perceive life to have been formed. And uh, it, it's good to know, but you also have to create your own conclusion. You 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 too have information in your in your mind and you have to put it all together to make a, an educated guess or uh, make the best out of the information because you're going to get hit with a lot of information on a daily basis. You know it and I know it. Uh, I kind of want to finish up on uh, Paul because he's been my target for a long time now, and uh, I want to focus on Romans, the letters he, the letter he wrote to the to Romans. Uh, as you know, Paul's writings were just letters for the most part to different churches, so that's like me writing somebody a letter and telling them, you know, be on your best behavior or let's aim for betterment, and uh, uh, these are the rules, blah blah blah. Uh, how they became Gospels, I don't know. I, I don't think they should be Gospels, considered that, uh, but because they're just, they were just letter writing, okay? But nonetheless, in the religion, they have, you know, created new ways of, uh, not new ways, but they created their own way of looking at the, uh, the information that they got their hands on, and that information ended up becoming verses for people. People use those letters and say, yeah, Paul said this to the Corinthians and Paul said that, therefore you should not do that. But remember the Bible is contextual and that whatever Paul was saying to the Corinthians and Romans and whomever, God, uh, Paul was not thinking about you and me. Paul was strictly thinking about those people. So whatever is in that Bible written to the different churches was really just for those churches. But nonetheless, uh, there's a religion that came from all of that and it's called, it's called Christianity, and we have to talk about it. We have to talk about why it's still in place and how it became, how it came to be. So in, in Romans um, in Romans 3, um, 10, for example, uh, Paul says that none of us are righteous. Like, we are just nasty, sinful. We're all sinners. We come short of God's glory, um, that we will never, we'll never be anything else. And I always had a problem with that because, you know, when the, the pastor and the priest would repeat that, it would be, it would sound really, really bad as though, wow, we're never going to be anything else. We're never going to be redeemed. We're never going to be, um, you know, considered good in God's eyes because, well, according to Paul, we we're just nasty people. We're just dirty human beings. Uh, and I would hear that through, you know, the, the, the mouths of different people as well, you know, like, Oh, you don't you don't deserve God's love. You don't deserve God's um, attention. We don't need we don't deserve to be in God's presence because 
uh, we're just we're just not good people. We're, we're cursed, basically, is what uh, Paul's 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 letter to the Romans is saying overall. And it's it's sad. It's a sad reality. It's a sad kind of writing because we are so much more than that. In God's eyes, we are not just dirty human beings, and that we don't um, deserve um, attention because we could project that. Upon hearing the pastor say this, upon hearing Paul have, has written this, we can think that about, about ourselves. If we continuously hear it, we can continuously believe it as the truth, then that's the way we're going to go through our lives, thinking that, oh, we're, we're not good enough. We'll never be good enough. God will never view us as that. And that's not a that's not a good feeling to have about yourself. That's not a good conclusion to have about yourself. You have to build on your confidence daily uh, because you live in a harsh world. You live in a world that will definitely tell you that. <laughs> so you have to prepare yourself to face those um, those those uncomfortable meetings with people. Uh, so you know the last thing you would want to hear is that God also thinks that way of you. It's it's not a good. It's not a good, um, again, it's not a good conclusion at all. But in Romans 7, 15, Paul's confusion and ambiguity comes to light. As the writer, he also needs to be assessed because, again, he's writing so many important letters and, and books that, which became part of the New Testament. You as the reader have to think, of, okay, who was the writer? Like who, you know, what was what was he doing at that time? What, what was Who was he attached to and so forth? And Romans 7.15, Paul says, I do not understand what I do, but what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. So, you know, the sin of Adam supposedly, you know, works in each of us, that we will never escape this sin because Adam and Eve uh, sinned, and we inherited that sin, which is which is not true. We do not need to carry on the burdens of other people's sins. It, and furthermore, Adam and Eve did not exist. The creation story is a load of crap, if I can say that. Um, so don't worry yourself because those two people did not exist. Um, but you have to you have to do some research to find out who did exist and who did not exist because. The Bible presents you for a lot of people um, and a lot of scenarios, okay? But Paul is saying that, uh, and he sounds very confused. Again, he was human, so it's understandable. But, um, you know, he's saying that the, the law, which he believes is God's law, uh, and he's probably referencing Moses' law and confusing that or equating that to God, uh, like most people do, think that law is from God or that it's divine, but God never gave laws. Human beings created laws. God never gave the Ten Commandments. Those commandments came from uh, another culture's uh, way of, of, of analyzing things. Um, so, again, you'll find that out in research, uh, how different uh, what is written in the Bible is to what actually happened in real life. So... You know, Paul is the final part of Romans 7. He says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Again, that's those are some hard words. Um, I wouldn't necessarily 
necessarily, you know, reference that because I don't want to think that my life is just about death, death in spirit and mind. Uh, you want to be walking around enlightened, feeling like you have, you're doing great things, that you are feeling your best, you're doing your best, walking around with negative thoughts and of yourself and so forth will only lead you to um, not appreciate who you are, to not do the things that you um, are supposed to do because, well, you know, you original sin from Paul um, is is confined to your life. That is not your life. Okay, so don't uh, don't confine yourself to Paul's writing to other people. Okay, um, Paul is saying that uh, being born sinful is considered unholy because you know Adam was was sinful. Um, but there's also in Romans like five, for example. Um, we have been, he goes on to say, we are, we are not guilty and sins are okay because um, Christ came on Christ um, made things better that we don't even have to be accountable for what we do because of Christ, because, you know, we just have to say the word Christ and we can, we're free from any bad thing that we may do. So there's a contradiction there, but uh, accountability is important as a person who's growing and changing. You have to be held accountable for your actions and you have to take those into consideration as you become better. You cannot just put things on Christ and say that, you know, Christ died for my sins and I'm fine. No, you you have to um, you have to be a big a big person, a grown up, a human being who who knows what they're doing and taking um, uh, consideration for the actions. Um, in the book, Pagan Organs of the Christ Myth by John G. Jackson, uh, Jackson lists a few uh, contradic contradictions to Paul's writings, specifically in the four Gospels. Um, so I want to just give a little synopsis. He writes a lot, so um, I recommend you, you do get the book. It's called Pagan Origins of the Christ Myth. He writes a lot in that book. It, it's not a big book. It's a very short and sweet book, and it gives a lot of information, so... Don't feel like you have to be reading this book for months. You can literally finish reading this book in a week. But he goes on to say this, um, that these gospels stories are replete with inaccuracies and contradictions. It's obvious to all who read with a discerning eye. So he's saying you got to be you got to be detail oriented to uh, to read this with keenness. Right. In Matthew 2, 1, we are told that Jesus Christ was born in the days of Herod, King Herod. But in Luke 2, 2, we are told that the Christ child first saw the light of day when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. There, there is here a discrepancy of at least 10 years, for Herod died in the year 4 BC, while Cyrenius or Quirinius, I guess there are two different references to the name, as he is known in Roman history, did not become governor of Syria until AD 7. So that's a that's a chronology a date discrepancy. Um, that means a lot that, you know, like I said before, the contradictions cannot be overlooked. The embellishments cannot be overlooked because you are reading something that is perceived to be a belief, belief for many people. Therefore, you have to know that this story actually took place and in the time frame that the writer is saying it took place because it means a lot. It, it could ch completely change the storyline if 
the dates are wrong or the people did not exist. So I hope you're getting this uh, great, um, great how how certain paradoxes, how certain uh, mistakes could completely change the storyline. And uh, John G. Jackson is definitely explaining that. Um, he goes on to say, the hour of the crucifixion is likewise uncertain. One account fixes the time at the third hour. Another account says it occurred at about the sixth hour. It is alleged that Jesus predicted that he would sojourn in the tomb for three days and three nights. But in the synoptic accounts of the event, as it is said to have actually happened, the time is given as two nights and one day. One, which is example, he said, one day and a half. So there's a discrepancy in the time frame, in the days uh, that, you know, Jesus would be in the tomb. Again, uh, it, what is written in the Bible has some uh, actual research to it. And I encourage you to look at the research to not um, brush things off, to not, you know, um, say that, well, it, you know, uh, it, it's not, it's not important because Jesus died for my sins and that's the most important part. Not really. You have to actually do research. Um, Jackson continues, should we acquire as to who visited the tomb first, we receive four different answers. John says one woman, Matthew, two women, Mark, three women, and Luke, a crowd of women. When we ask whom did the women meet at the tomb, we again receive four replies. Matthew asserts that they saw one angel, whereas Mark declares it was one young woman. According to Luke, the women saw two men, and John says that they saw two angels. These women also saw Jesus, if we believe Matthew chapter 28. Finally, he says, if we give credence to Luke chapter 24, the women did not see Jesus. So again, very uh, important um, areas to look at in terms of uh, who who did who was at the tomb who who came to the tomb was Jesus at the tomb very important part of the storyline because that is the most important part of the storyline that Jesus died and ev eventually um, the, that was the finale of of, the, of Jesus's time on earth so if there are some uh, questionable um, events as to if and when then you, you as the reader must also understand this and, you know, do some research uh, as to where, as to, to finding out uh, how did this really happen? And if it really happened, that's another big thing. Did it really happen? <laughs> that is definitely uh, important. Okay. So I'll just reference one more part of um, John G. Jackson's book. I encourage you to find that book, to read that book. He is like he did some extensive research into Christianity, and he has helped me a lot in my journey um, from from leaving Christianity. Okay, so he goes on. The Book of Acts extends the period to forty days uh, from resurrection and the uh, the ascension. The elapsed time was only one day if we follow Luke, and at least ten days if we take the word of the work of John. Since both the gospel according to Luke and the book of Acts is said to have been written by the author, these discrepancies are very puzzling to say the least. According to Holy Writ, Jesus the Christ terminated his earth, earthy pil pilgrimage by ascending to heaven. The exact location of his departure, it seems to be unknown. Um, so it, there's another, another story, another 
problem in the storyline, um, a very conspicuous and visible problem, uh, specifically for the person who is expressing belief in this. Like, how is it that um, how is it that this this is not consistent? How is the story not consistent? Why is it not consistent? So it definitely shines a light on the writer on and how they are telling the story and um, why you as the reader must uh, do the research, must find out about uh, those little um, errors because it's important for you to know the truth. You need, you deserve, excuse me, you deserve the truth. You need to know the truth and it falls on your shoulder to find the truth. That's the beauty of faith. Uh, it's finding truth in your own life and finding truth in what people have told you you should believe uh, since many of us started our belief in uh, in our environments or family environments. So I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll, you know, do some research on your own, find out things on your own. And um, I hope to have you again in my audience. I hope that you'll get the book by John G. Jackson to learn more. I didn't want to read the entire book to you. I just wanted to point out some little nuances um, and just inspire you because I, I was inspired to find out more by by other people who were telling me the stories and who were giving me the research. I had to do some additional work on my own. And that's what I think is important for the for you, for every one of us, is to really dig deep and find out what is it that we're reading and what is it that we're believing. Thank you again. <laughs>